Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hello, horror hounds, and welcome to Now Slaying, an It's Lay's podcast production where we break down the latest and greatest in the world of horror. I'm your not-so-humble host, Colton. I'm Rowan. And today on the show, we're going to be reviewing Infinity Pool, which was released January 27th, 2023, exclusively in theaters. But before we get into the review, Rowan, I need to know if you were looking forward to Infinity Pool. Uh, Are you a fan of Brandon Cronenberg's uh, previous work? Uh, Just give me the lowdown. I was so pumped. I was pumped like... You're pumped when A24 is putting a movie out. Oh, God. That's okay. how pumped I was. I'm a huge, I mean, obviously just a huge Cronenberg family fan, but uh, I've been a fan of Brandon since Antiviral. That was like one of my, I forgot what year that came out, but that was like one of my favorite movies I saw that year. Yeah, it was like 2011, 2012, I think. And I was I was a huge fan of Possessor. Yeah, I, I was pretty, I think I might have been vocal about it on like one of the old older episodes about watching it but uh yeah I, i'm always excited to kind of see what he has in the works so i was super pumped uh what about you colton yeah i was looking forward to this one quite a bit as well i thought possessor his uh, previous film was a pretty great uh trippy sci-fi sort of horror adjacent film yeah. like it was sleek it was intelligent it had some great practical effects like so just all around i really enjoyed it so i was looking forward to see what he'd do next uh, which brings us to Infinity Pool, which I did wind up begrudgingly like sitting through the trailer of this one time. I think it was before my screening of Megan and uh, Jill and Mike were with me. So I wasn't going to do my like close my eyes and try and tune it out or be a weirdo <laughs> and just like hyper fixate on my phone. So I did see it. Uh, I So I knew the basic gist of the plot. And like uh, what we were in for, um, which honestly, I don't know if it made me more excited to see it or not. Uh, and then it was kind of debuting at Sundance Film Festival, and I was hoping I was going to get to see it uh, ahead of time by a couple of days, but it was only in person, and the reviews out of Sundance were kind of mixed, like kind of all over the place. So yeah, like it was it was like, obviously, this is a perfect choice for this show, and I basically go see everything in theaters anyways, so I knew I'd be checking it out, but I think kind of the marketing made me less excited for it. Okay. Did the trailers and stuff get you amped up for it? or? I mean, yeah, I, w- I was just... They could have shown anything on the trailer, and I was just like, take me away. <laughs> a black screen with Brandon Cronenberg's yeah. Infinity Pool. I'm yeah. just like, Brandon, take me away. And I mean, I'm a huge uh, Skarsgård fan, so. Fair. I think I would say I'm probably a bigger Mia Goth fan than Skarsgård, but I mean, obviously, the Northman earlier yeah. or last year was, you know, he was a beast in that. I represent um, that True Blood life, so... Uh. See, I, I've never watched True Blood, other than I think maybe an episode or two. So yeah, I'm just I'm just not in the fandom, I guess. But yeah, I guess before we get too deep into this, uh, let's throw it on over to the trailer so we can get into the, our review of uh, Infinity Pool. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. But for a significant sum... We'll build a double to send in for your execution. It's like a new skin working itself into place. It's time for you to find out what kind of a creature you really are. 
What you just heard is from Infinity Pool, written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, and the story is as follows. Guided by a seductive and mysterious woman, a couple vacationing in the fictional country of Latoka ventures outside their resort and finds themselves enraptured by a culture of violence, hedonism, and untold horrors. But a fatal accident soon leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy. Either you'll be executed for your crimes, or if you're rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. Now here on Now Slaying, we like to keep things relatively spoiler-free up front, so hopefully if that uh, synopsis didn't spoil everything for you, uh, <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll still be able to watch the film and enjoy it unblemished. But Rowan, uh, before we get into the spoiler-filled discussion, what are your spoiler-free thoughts on Infinity Pool? So I think this is like the second time in a calendar year I'm gonna like get to say this, but Movies are back, baby. Movies are back. I uh, I was I was a big big fan of this. I mean, it didn't disappoint. So I I'm already kind of giving away my excitement for it. Oh, okay, all right. You've got to be into the Cronenberg family uh, thought process. You got to enjoy like body horror, some pretty out there. I don't want to say high concepts. I think maybe. A criticism of not just this film, but, you know, I kind of thought of Crimes of the Future is uh, they definitely have concepts that I think maybe they think is a little smarter than it actually is. Yeah, I, I kind of get that a little bit. Yeah. You know, to me, this is a this is like a style over substance case where like Brandon Cronenberg is just so good. And I he just continues to prove like why he really is like kind of one of the elite younger voices and uh, tours of, you know, genre film right now. A little more, uh, you know, you kind of said it with Possessor. Like, I, I think this also can be thrown in the category of a little more science fiction-y than horror, I would say. Yeah, they kind of operate in the same level where yeah. obviously there's some graphic stuff that happens and... There are probably like jump scares or moments of horror, but straight up horror, it's a little bit more complicated, probably. You know, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, you know, we'll get in all the details about it, but uh, like I thought there was a lot of similarities between this and uh, Crimes of the Future. Like there there was a lot of kind of similar themes or, or even like similar shots and stuff that I was like, whoa, it's kind of like they made these films at the exact same time and were kind of jotting each other's work down yeah just the late night phone calls to dad you know uh, <laughs> pitching ideas back and forth you know giving each other notes uh, <laughs> and you wind up with uh two movies that kind of well they're, they're they are executed very differently but yeah some of the subject matter and themes are definitely parallel to one another i keep saying like i still haven't revisited crimes of the future uh, it's something I do plan on doing, but I know like when we looked at that uh, for now slain, like I, I was like pretty mediocre on it. To me, this is the film where like I officially am comfortable being like the torch is passed. I think Cronenberg Sr. is kind of on his way out and, you know, we got to... Uh, oh, man, you're, you're throwing him in the retirement home. Get the retirement here. home. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for the the rule of Cronenberg Jr. Oh, man. I, I, I was vibing with this. Like, uh, you know, uh, Alex Asgard, even Mia Goth, uh, you know, We've, we've never overly, you know, other than the Now Slain episodes, talked about, like, 
Pearl and X like in deep detail. I, I'm kind of hit or miss with Mia Goth. Oh, okay. I really, really liked her in this. I thought all the performances were were pretty good in this. I, I feel like I don't want to like overly get too deep into it till we can hit like spoiler territory. But uh yeah, they, a high recommend for me if you're if you're into this kind of stuff, especially if you saw Possessor and you really liked what that was throwing down, like, I don't think you'll be disappointed in this one. I, I've got more more things to say about it, but I'll say it later. Uh, what about you, Colton? I kind of love this because I feel like I'm on the complete opposite wavelength of you. Like, I didn't hate it, but I would say, like, the biggest pro for me in this movie by far was Mia Goth, just... I thought she was electric in this, like, uh, with X, with Pearl, with Maxine on the way. I just kind of think she's another, like, really talented actress working in the world of horror. And I think she might have some of the best acting chops. Like, obviously, there's some some great scream queens. There's some great women in horror, especially recent horror. But whenever she was on screen in this, I just couldn't look away. It's, like, such an unhinged, manic performance that is just very entertaining. And... Don't get me wrong, I think Skarsgård did a good job as well, but as I've already mentioned, it's nowhere near, like, his performance in The Northman, where he's just so, like, bestial, and he's, so, like, so committed to it. Um, here, his character's a little bit more reserved for the most part, so it didn't, like, always draw me in. God, I'm just trying to think of positives. <laughs> uh, conceptually, I, I do really like the premise. I, I think this idea of the super wealthy being able to kind of pay their crimes away the way it's executed is neat as you know through body horror and some low science fiction stuff but what i'll say is not really like new territory or new ground it, was, it kind of felt like i don't know if we really needed two hours of this to hit the same point over and over again and as a final note it's just a very like small little thing for the positives i did really like the masks i know you're a big mask guys more retro yeah. mask did you like the masks in this movie I did, I did like the masks. i thought they were pretty creepy yeah like it's a like i said it's a superficial thing but they definitely had a distinct style like that sort of misshapen malformed face like it's one of those masks that you could easily point out and say oh that's the mask from infinity pool like any of them right they had a distinct they were all uh varied but obviously they all felt like they were part of the same collection and uh yeah that's about what i could say for good things on the movie uh i, I you've kind of mentioned vibes a couple of times and this very much is a vibe you're going to be either into this pacing or you're not going to be and for me um it kind of got into what i call a holding pattern which i've used on this podcast numerous times specifically on now slaying because i find a lot of more recent genre films are doing this they'll establish a really interesting premise or a really interesting loop and then they'll kind of repeat it three or four times and then the movie's over and that's kind of what i felt like this did obviously there's some deviations and maybe some things we can get into in the spoiler section but um i can kind of only watch like gross or graphic or trippy things so many times before i'm kind of a little bored yeah so it's a it's a weird one for me i don't think i would recommend it to just anybody like not to a general audience or even to like i'm thinking of some of my friends who are horror fans but maybe haven't seen possessor i don't know if i'd recommend it to them but i feel like they might be bored but if you have seen possessor you're probably already interested in brandon cronenberg as a filmmaker and uh you know, then I could probably recommend it to them, but it's a very like, I don't know. It's like a pointed recommendation. It's very like narrow who I would recommend this for. And as you can kind of hear what I'm saying, I'm a pretty conflicted in a lot of it myself. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like I'm um, what my final ratings going to be. I'm a little bit, uh, 
a little bit mixed to say the least. And uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, we'll just cut to the spoiler discussion. Get into it. So I was going to say we should start the spoiler discussion, I guess, outside of spoiler territory. Would you recommend this to uh, parents taking a 12-year-old child to, uh, which I texted Colton immediately and uh, let him know that that was who was in my screening. I was pretty proud of them. <laughs> no, I would not recommend it to a 12-year-old child or for parents to take their 12-year-old children to. I mean... It's not like the bloodiest or most graphic thing ever. It's just like a it's kind of a, a, a gross movie, I guess, in some regards. Like, not gross for me. I'm a fucking 30-year-old man, but as, like, a 12-year-old, I don't know. There's some weird-ass shit in here. <laughs> I guess it's kind of weird. You're just, you know, you're chilling with your parents on a Friday afternoon, checking a movie out, and you just, you're watching two hours of just banging just trippy banging and sucking yeah, titties. Yeah, that's the thing. There, yeah, there's, like, so much, like, orgies, and, like, the movie is, like, so like horny that it's just kind of like it's a weird thing to watch with your parents anyways but even like <laughs> there were a couple like walkouts in my theater and i don't know if it was because of you know the the sex sexual content or if it was just boredom or what it was but uh you know it didn't do it for my audience which was pretty full i was i was at the very first screening here and it was i don't know i'd say two-thirds full for sure nice nice i guess i don't really know where to start um were you ever like bored of just like this cycle like this is what i was talking about this loop like this holding pattern of just like excess hedonistic things like whether it be murder or sex or drugs or whatever it's doing being caught killed and then repeating over and over again like that's that's literally like probably an hour of this movie in the middle of it that's all it is like basically once his wife leaves the picture it's just like the same stuff over and over again i was locked in for the ride man i was uh wow i like when this finished i was like oh that's it like this went by pretty quick now i will say well i had to say i had the same reaction that's it but not (laughs) not not the same intonation as you i guess i kind of wanted the clone stuff to be explored a little more like yeah. You know, because you get this general concept of, you know, uh, now that we're in spoiler territories, like, uh, you know, he, he commits a crime and in this, you know, in this country, they have like a law that says if you can pay for it, you can have a clone made and the clone is then murdered by the family, I guess, that you do wrong to. Yeah, I think it's the firstborn son of the family that you've wronged. But it also, I think they say it's specifically a tourist a program or that yeah. they offer to tourists almost exclusively because it's kind of like the movie's kind of ethos is like these wealthy people come into third world countries living up on a resort but not paying attention to anything outside and then making a state or <laughs> you know like ruining uh local culture or just kind of running amok yeah. and uh not being culturally sensitive or not uh you know not really well versing themselves in the country before they go and visit it and then just kind of paying off whatever you know, faux pas they commit is kind of the the thing, right? Yeah. They they emphasize that through them just constantly being able to pay to have versions of themselves killed, I guess. The the one thing for me that I wasn't 100% sure how it worked was specifically, and once again, maybe it's like you're too much in the weeds if you're getting into this, but it was kind of the, the cloning aspect. I thought maybe they would have to get cloned every single time. Like they'd have to go into that room with the thing with, you know, stretching out your mouth and butt naked and this weird 
infinity pool this blood bloody substance but do you think they were actually doing that every time or was it like a one-time copy and then they can just keep printing it if you're paying for it at first i kind of that's what i thought i was like okay like so every time they get arrested they have to go through this whole process but obviously like as you continue to do it you know the process is no big deal if you can pay for it but then you know obviously we got the scenes where like they break into the compound and Mm -hmm. he thinks they're kidnapping the police chief but it's actually a version of him a a version of james so then i was like okay then my thought was kind of i don't think it was explained at all but i guess i automatically went to okay you know what's going on is these guys are keeping like dna records of these people and like these people don't even really know that's what's happening so i was like i mean we don't know why the story never gets into it but i was like okay then you know maybe they can just make these clones whenever they want without you knowing so i like i don't know why they would do that the movie doesn't give me any notion of why i'll be honest i just didn't care Yeah, the only hints we really get is that uh, literally like the wealthy people that are with James that are kind of tormenting him uh, in when we get to the third act of the movie, you know, kind of belittling him and emasculating him is kind of just that they printed different versions of himself. Like one is for him to bludgeon to death while he's like on a drug drug trip and beat up the guy who thinks the police commissioner. And then the other one is the version of himself at, right at the end of the movie that they refer to as the dog. Yeah. You know, just like this naked bestial version of himself that they've probably been kicking and me- mistreating and whatnot uh, with kind of like one job just to kill James, I guess. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to really say about this this movie. Uh, hopefully, you have some points to discuss. <laughs> yeah, what before I kind of got on tangent there. What I was saying is like, I guess for a little bit, I was I was kind of interested, you know, and I think he did this purposefully because I think everyone's mind initially goes to, oh, wait a second. And, you know, they bring it up in the movie. They're like, are you you or are you the clone? And with the mask, so I kept thinking, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? You know, I, I'm doing the prediction now. And I'm like, oh, okay. So every time this happens, it's actually going to be a different clone of him that you think is him. And then I thought the masks were telling me like, oh, we're going to start seeing like imperfections in the copies. Yeah, which I think would have been a way- Way cooler movie um personally well but. and i feel like but then at the end i kind of thought i was like okay well i feel like maybe he didn't do that because that's what everyone probably thought and then he was just like oh you know what i'm not gonna like get into that like because it's an obvious thing but i felt maybe that could have added like just some more layering to it because i think there was a lot of things there to pull at like we had the whole thing in the beginning about like the locals and it's like the 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 activism act you know where he's like ruining the beach with his motorbike and all mm-hmm. that yeah and, and you know we get all this kind of exposition about like oh it's a very dangerous place that's why you're like in these resort compounds but we're never like we never actually explore where they are no. like why is it important that we know there's like this kind of rebel activist group. Like we don't know yeah, the importance of them. Yeah. The most dangerous thing we see is that you might get in like unwanted 
uh, hand job by Mia Goth if you venture outside the gates. That's, that's the most dangerous thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, in, so I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. They didn't, you know, really explain that. Like I said, it's just, it's a vibe, man. It's a vibe. I cared about them for like 10 seconds and then I was like, yeah, I don't really care. And I mean, most of the reason I didn't care is because this score was fucking incredible. Yeah, so that's the thing. I, I, I don't know if I noticed the score much or if it's just kind of like I have this idea in my head of what the score is, but I don't know if it's accurate. Like, I'm thinking of this weird, trippy, synthy uh noise but it's kind of like i honestly don't even know if that was the score or not it's just kind of washed over me i guess i'm interested to listen like i saw on spotify like the the score is up they it's have up. it out okay uh, so i will t- i'll probably take a listen tonight because i'm always interested like you said like is the score good because it's with the visuals or is the score mm-hmm. good as like a standalone with the visuals i like i thought it really worked i like the visuals just the trippiness of it, I I enjoyed. I guess that kind of sounds weird. Enjoyed, but like I really didn't mind like the horniness of it. I I kind of expected it to be honest. Yeah, I I mean it's it's very apparent right from the yeah. very beginning of the movie that it's gonna be a horny movie. I mean just the way like Mia Goth is fawning all over the actor guy, you know, and just the little touches and the little advances near the end of the movie. It's or sorry, the beginning of the movie. It's it's so obvious that we're heading in that direction. Like I said, uh, kind of in the spoiler in the spoiler free zone i think what could scare people away from this is kind of you know like i said i think it's a cronenberg family issue is i think they always are really good at marketing their stuff like these are real high concept like ideas and it might be challenging whereas like i think that could scare people away from it being like oh it's gonna be this like real artsy out there but like it's really not it's well done but like the ideas are pretty simple it's not asking you to think overly hard he just he just wants to take you on like a a visual and sonic ride yeah and i and i agree that that's probably more so what they care about they care more about the vibes than they care more about uh just kind of hammering home one theme it's just i don't know i can only watch so many like surprise hand jobs and mal-shaped or nipple play or weird drug-induced orgies before i'm just kind of I don't know. I'm just bored by it all. It's 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 weird because I'm not saying trying to say I'm like a prude or anything. It's just like it doesn't really do much for me. Like when I'm watching, I'm like, sure, we've been watching this orgy and their faces are kind of changing into the masks and they're changing back to almost like fleshy representations of the mask. And I've been watching this for three minutes now. And I'm kind of like, what is the point? It's weird because in Possessor, I felt like a lot of the trippy visuals and stuff really uh, worked with kind of like the mind jacking thing, like the body jacking thing and technology being so involved in it. In this, I was kind of wondering more like why it was still like appearing as like glitchy and really just so sterile and so like sleek at times where I was like, just I don't know why this movie warranted. Like, obviously, there is a very slight sci fi angle to it, but it's it's. I don't know. There was just aspects. I, I guess it just didn't work for me. I <laughs> it just didn't work. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I I think if anything, this I came out knowing I was like, this is gonna be, I think, pretty like divisive film. Like you're either gonna be with it or you're not gonna be with it. I it, it's mm-hmm. you have to be into uh like the style over substance part i think heavily for this to work yeah this just feels a lot like crimes of the future to me whereas 
like I think like obviously they are different movies, but it's just like once again, people that like crimes of the future, like they really like the vibes or they really like a performance or they really like conceptually like what it's saying. Not so much the movie itself. It's just like they they like the vibes. And that's kind of like this movie as well. And I didn't like that one very much. I don't like this one very much. Um, you kind of mentioned earlier about where you thought this movie was going. Just for the body horror aspect, I was like, what happens when you put two people in the infinity pool? What happens when you put the group of, you know, rich people that are committing all these crimes and wreaking havoc across your country in the pool? Are they going to come out like a misshapen, fucked up blob? Like, yeah, you know, is it going to be like society or something or the brood or something like all over again, all these hands and arms? Yeah. And honestly, to some degree, I did kind of want to see that. I think it's like probably an easier or less artistic way where it's like, oh, these ugly people, like their insides are now reflected on the outside. Look how monstrous they are. But I don't know. I just kind of wanted the, to lead to something. Like, I don't think the actual infinity pool itself, other than being a namesake that this is how uh, Mia Goth and her husband discovered, you know, this aspect. And then like an infinite pool of money that these rich people have that they can constantly do this. And then, you know, pool of genetics that this will be passed down, you know, it it was just like, I don't know. I kind of wanted there to be something monstrous or some bigger payoff at the end. Like uh, Alexander Skarsgård, just accepting that he's going to sit there and he's not a wealthy guy and he's just going to sit in the rain is not like a huge payoff to me, I guess. Yeah, well, and I I thought we were going to get the like the giant, uh, a giant blob monster like, yeah, flesh cube, this big gross thing. Yeah, because like when they all get caught and then the police chief's like, oh, I got an idea. Mm -hmm. Like, let's have some fun. And I'm like. All right. And like I said, I was really taking a lot of cues of what I thought was coming like from the masks because I kept being like, oh, like these masks probably mean something like one of the masks is like two faces like pulling apart from each other. I think basically the masks are just reflections of the people because I think uh, Mia Goff's one is kind of like a cute face on one side that gets all kind of messed up on one yeah. side. The two-face one I think is her husband and then James is wearing one that could look like a, I guess like a devil or a demon from the horns but also it kind of looks like a jester as well like the butt of the jokes. It could be either or. So that's what I saw in the masks but like yeah I was hoping that like the twisted flesh aspect of it would kind of be a part of the movie when it really wasn't. Yeah, no, I, I would have liked to see that too. I mean, my, and really my biggest, my biggest note on this, like I said, going in as someone who doesn't like, I, I respect Mia Goth. I like, I don't think she's terrible. I just like, I dude, how can you watch Pearl and even have that idea of like, she would be a bad, like, I mean, I know you're not a big, big fan of Pearl, but I mean, just the performance is like incredible. Well, and I was so going to say, if anything from this, I came out and I'm like, man, like we need the, we need the tree to write. We, we need the. Make sure that she's always in good movies. Uh, I've been a fan of her since A Cure for Wellness, I think, in like 2014 or 15 or something. So I'm just saying we need the sooner than later. Just just give me her Oscar. Just do it. Yeah, she was she was like a, a very big highlight of this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I said, I'm just I'm really interested. You know, we're talking about it. I'm interested. I can't wait to like hear everyone else's opinions on it. I feel like I'm on the end of the spectrum of this where I wasn't for crimes of the future where other than you and me, it seemed everyone else I talked to was like, oh, I fucking love that movie. And yeah, it is quite well revered. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't get it. Like, I, I thought it was like boring. I just didn't have a good time with it. 
And so now I feel like I, I get to be that person this time. And then, yeah. uh, you know, call you and everyone else just big idiots. So <laughs> I, I'm certainly not an idiot. It wasn't uh, too highbrow of a movie for me to understand, you know, um, but yeah, it's just kind of I was in for probably the first 15 minutes as obviously they set up the premise and the cloning and kind of a little bit of, uh, you know, that that surprise reach around. And then after it just keeps doing the same thing over and over again, I wasn't really into it until uh, the the bus ride near the end where James hops on the bus and kind of they hijack his bus essentially and make yeah. him like walk in front of the bus and kind of make fun of his book and all that stuff. I thought that was like a good little twist. I was kind of on board again for probably five, ten minutes. And then once again, just near the end, I fell off again. I did like, I guess, the final bus ride where yeah. all of the people were like so normal, like they never even had makeup on or never even looked fancy. And they were kind of just discussing the most like boring, you know, oh, what are we going to do when we get back to the office? And oh, a work trip coming up. And they were just like literal normies. And uh, Alexander Skarsgård, like James was just like traumatized, essentially sitting in the back of the bus being like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I did like that. That was a cute, cute shot for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I I had that down as a mental note. It it was another like subdued but really great part, like for Mia Goth, where you've seen her so crazy and just on a hundred thousand the whole movie and then just you know to see her in like a sweatsuit talking about like paying a guy that worked on their garage when they get home yeah i just thought that was a great scene yeah well i'm kind of racking my brain i don't think there's anything else that i wanted to mention that we never mentioned or did you got anything else to mention before we get into scoring this no i i don't want to say like too much because you know i obviously i said i i think People should go see it. So if you're new to the podcast, our review rubric is nay, okay, yay, or slay. So Rowan, it seems like you're uh, sucking on the bloody teat of uh, Brandon <laughs> Cronenberg. Uh, but what would you give Infinity Pool? I'm not I'm not just sucking on bloody teat. I'm sucking on, like, what's the thing that comes out of her uh out of her nipple it's like some weird stringy thing oh yeah it's like a good like three or four inches that just squirts yeah, out of it's it it's yeah. just just all in my mouth <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it a slay man i oh my god i'm gonna no give way. it a slay i i like really really fuck with it like i'm already like uh i think i might have to go see it again like next week oh my god okay i liked it that much like i said the the music is awesome the visuals i loved it you know it it it, the color palette in my wheelhouse and yeah i just i really liked it It, like i said before i was vibing with it the story was kind of secondary to me i Mm -hmm. i appreciated what we got yeah they could have took it a little further but i wasn't angry that they didn't this is just yet again i i mean i feel like i might be one of Brendan Cronenberg's biggest supporters. I think I think he's batting three for three right now. Like I have been a fan of all three of these releases that he's put out. So uh, I I've got him on like that Jordan Peele level uh, in my, oh my book. God, that's sacrilegious. <laughs> so yeah, well, uh, what would you rate it, Colton? Yeah, uh, I would give it a very soft okay. It's definitely closer to a nay than a yay uh, for me. 
But uh, I do think Mia Goth is like a, a pillar in this. Like I love watching in, her in this. Like when she has her gun out on the car and she's calling him like a sucky baby and stuff. Like it's so fun. It's so unhinged. I just, I don't know. I kind of wish it was more so her movie or her just purely descending like in the madness rather than her being, you know, a strong supporting character in it. As I've also mentioned, you know, obviously I like the masks. I like conceptually what it was trying to do. It's just not really new ideas or anything. And I don't think the metaphor of rich people can literally get away with murder is such a you know a, a new and novel idea in 2023 i mean i've known about that i think since i've been fucking 10 years old so i mean it's it's not uh this great idea that kind of warranted two hours uh for me like once again like there might be some other themes in there you could probably go with the toxic masculinity angle with it as well but it's just the main theme of the movie, I think, is pretty shallow, and yeah, I guess I, I wasn't into the vibes as much as you were, so it's going to be an okay from me. And if you've uh, made it this far in the podcast and you're not following us already, you can do so at It Slays Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, Slasher. Basically, if there's a social media, uh, we're probably on it, at It Slays Podcast. And specifically this week, we actually have our fourth anniversary coming up. So if you'd like to have your voice heard, uh, be sure to head on over to our Instagram or Twitter to vote for which movie we're going to be covering for our fourth anniversary episode. Uh, We're going to be running the polls pretty much every day for the next two weeks. So be sure to check back often to ensure your favorite film makes the cut and rowan uh tell people about the horrific playlist yeah so uh if you enjoy music from horror movies we've reviewed or iconic horror movies or just horror movies that we love in general you can go to spotify the it slays podcast horrific playlist if you have any problems finding it all our social media has a link tree click on it the link's there and yeah, spooky music up there. I'll definitely add a couple joints from this as long as it holds up on the re-listen, which I'm hoping it does because I did enjoy it while I was in the theater. So yeah, uh, get your spooky music on. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to it to see if what's in my head is actually from this movie or if I'm just going crazy, which is also a strong possibility. <laughs> Uh, and uh next time on the show uh there's a new m night Shyamalan movie coming out uh next week at uh a knock at the cabin i think it's called and there's also skin marink will finally be hitting shutter i think yeah i so, think like the second or something yeah so if that's the case we'll definitely be covering both of those on the show so be sure to keep an eye on your podcast feed as there's more now slaying coming your way. And with that, I think that about wraps things up this week. So until next time, I'm Colton. I'm Rowan. And as long as you keep listening, we'll keep slaying. Keep slaying.